You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are talking about why I want you to stop building a budget. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to make sure that you've headed on over to Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners on Facebook and join that group if you're a gym owner. You've gone to All-Star Coaches and Owners as well on Facebook and nextgenowners.com to check out all of our offerings to include what the Academy is all about and how you can join. Now, let's get into why I think you should stop building a budget. Now, I see it all the time. You build your budget, right? Build your budget, build your budget, build your budget. Everyone is saying it. Everyone is saying it around this time of year. Well, at least a lot of next-gen people. I know some people wait a lot longer to start looking at their budget for the next season and, and planning and all of those things. But we actually recommend starting that process in late December, early January. So, why am I sitting here saying I don't want, I need you to stop building a budget? And I'm using some air quotes. I see this post on ASJ, you know, make sure you build your budget, build your budget, do your budget. And it is something I've even talked about with clients. And as you head into the new year, it's it's really a huge factor in getting ready for releasing information on the next season. And what we're really going to be doing is diving into why just building your budget isn't enough and what I really think you should be doing moving forward. So full transparency, it's a little bit of clickbait because you are going to build a budget. But what most people are doing isn't really building a budget. It's building your prices. Budgets are amount of money you can spend on particular items. So oftentimes when I see people say, build your budget, what they end up doing is really building what their pricing is. So they go, okay, I'm going to look at what do these competitions cost? I'm going to look at what does a uniform cost? I'm going to look at what I'm going to charge for tuition. I'm going to look at all of these different things, and then I'm going to set my pricing for the next year. And that is building my budget, which it's not. You have not built a budget. You've started the process, but you have not built a budget. So I'm going to go back to a reference from when I worked in law enforcement, worked in government. Now, governments function on budgets. That is, every government entity is all about budget, 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 budget. And that's actually where the misnomer and the really poor approach of if you get money in your budget for something and you don't spend it, then they'll give you less next year because they'll think you don't need it. And I heard this perpetuated everywhere through government. And it is a pervasive mindset. And it's somewhat true that it will happen, although it's not completely accurate. But there is definitely a push. Like we would get to the end of the year and it would be like, hey, you still have you know money left here and money left there. Are you going to spend it? And if not, someone else is going to take that money from you. And so it was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to spend it. And you would spend it on things that you wanted but didn't necessarily need. Because the point was to get to a zero budget, like you had nothing left in your budget to get all of your accounts to zero. That is not what we're trying to do as a business, though. We're trying to set 
what our budget is for a particular item. And then if we can come in under budget, that's a win. Those are now additional profits that we had not forecast. So what a lot of people are doing is not building a budget, it's building their pricing. So really the process is pricing, budgeting, and then executing the budget. And the the budgeting sometimes people do, but it's pretty rare. And then the executing the budget is what's really rare. And so why I say stop building a budget is stop using that as like, oh, I've built my budget. I'm I, I built a budget this season, but you actually didn't do that. So stop saying build a budget and then referring to building pricing. Now, do I think building pricing is incredibly important? I absolutely do. I love to talk about pricing. It is one of my passions. So you absolutely should take time to make sure your pricing is built correctly. And pricing is upstream of budget. So if you don't build your pricing correctly, then as it flows downstream, your budget's going to be messed up and you're not going to have enough money to spend on the things that you need to spend on them. So they they do all correlate. But when you build your pricing, you're not truly building a budget. And I'll give you an example for that. So if I set my pricing for an individual athlete, right, I'm building my budget. So I build my budget per athlete of what I can spend on a competition and on choreography and on all those other things. Well, that's great. If I just go, okay, this is what a competition costs and this is what a uniform costs and this is what this costs, I've built my budget now. So I now that's my price sheet and go. Well, what happens if you only have two kids register for the team? Or let, let's say five. Let's say you have five kids register for a team. I've seen teams go out and compete with five kids. So let's say you have five kids register. Well, yes, you can buy their uniforms and yes, you can probably you can pay for them to go to events because those are a per person pricing. But what if you hire out for choreography? Well, you're going to have to either increase their price to pay for it, or if you stay in your budget, which is really your pricing that you set, you're not going to have enough money. If you are buying music, you're either going to have to go for a very low cost option. You're going to have to reorient and restructure and figure out your next plan. What about paying your staff? Is your tuition enough? Are you even making anything off of these five kids cheering in your program. So you're building pricing, but pricing is upstream of budget. So after you set your pricing, when you set your budget and you say, okay, my budget for a staff member for a team of 12 is $600 a month. Now, maybe that's, that's what you pay your staff. Maybe it's not, whatever it is, right? Here's my pricing. Now I set my budget. This is my amount that I can pay for staff. This is my amount that I can pay out for choreography. This is my amount that I can pay out for music. And that budget better have be using what you have budgeted for it and not the full amount because you need to be building profit into it. So when you take your pricing, then you set your budget by saying, okay, per team, I can afford, I'm paying this amount for this thing. And then you have your budget for, I have this amount of money for staffing. I have this amount of money for music. I have this amount of money for choreography. I have this amount of money for uniforms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for travel fees, for all that. That is truly building a budget. So that is all forecasted, right? This is how much money I'm setting aside for these things. The last step is executing on that budget. 
if you are not referring back to it and paying attention to it and looking at where you're coming in under or where you might be coming in over, then you're not really doing anything effective when you build your budget. You're just setting yourself up for the delusional belief that everything is going to work out at the end of the year, which is why I want you to stop just building a budget, but I want you to execute on your budget, right? Make sure that you are going back and you are make falling within that budget. And if you have things that you need to plan for throughout a year, like maintenance, like buying new equipment, like buying new staff shirts and staff gifts and all those things, you should be setting those things within your budget. You should actually be saying, this is my budget for staff Christmas gifts. This is my budget for parties. This is my budget for catering food for a staff meeting. These are budgeted items that I am planning for within a given fiscal or calendar year. My last big thing when we talk about building your budget is live within your means. All right. As you look at building your budget, you don't need to do something just because everyone else in the industry is doing it. This is that keeping up with the Kardashians mindset. So we look at, I'm going to use them as an example. We look at Top Gun and we go, man, they have themed uniforms for all of their world's teams. And oh my gosh, I need to do that for all of my teams. We have themes. All my teams have themes this year. We have themes. We need to do themed uniforms. Uh, I know we just bought uniforms, but now we're going to buy themed ones. And I can't ask the parents to pay for that. So I'm going to pay for it. Well, number one, if you look at Top Gun, all of their teams that are not world's teams have the same uniform. They are very strategic about that. So if you build a themed uniform into your budget, then you can do it. Or maybe you see all these teams have the custom blinged out gorgeous practice wear and all of these different things. Okay, well, you don't know what their budget is. You don't know if they're staying within their budget. You don't know uh, if they got that thing for a discount because they're semi-famous and they're promoting that company, right? There's all sorts of factors there. So be really conscientious of how you're spending your money and make sure you're living within your means, which means you're living within your budget and you're not spending beyond it. Now, am I saying you can't do themed uniforms? No, absolutely not. Am I saying you can't do blinged out custom practice wear? No, absolutely not. You need to plan for it though. You need to build it into your budget, right? You need to price it accordingly, build a budget, stay within that budget, which is part of why you need to make sure you have profit built into everything. And I mean everything. Every single thing you charge for should have a profit margin attached to it. If it's any less than 10%, you're literally stealing from yourself and you're not even covering the cost of all of your time sourcing or all of your employees' time. Like at least 15% should be your profit margin in my personal opinion when you set like, here's my cost of goods, here's what it costs me to do this thing, and then you add on at least 15%. You have to do that. It's not being unethical. It's not taking advantage of your clients. It's actually ensuring that you can deliver your product for your clients in the future. You owe it to your clients to make sure that you build in profit so your business can be successful, so you can absorb the costs that are going to come up and you can continue to pay your rent. You can continue to pay your great staff. You can continue to provide great offerings. So you have to not just build a budget. And if you're not watching video, you cannot see the air quotes I'm saying. So I want you to stop 
building your budget, which really what I mean, what I mean is stop setting your pricing and saying you've set a budget. Those aren't the same thing. You need to set your pricing, you need to build your budget, and then you need to execute on that budget living within your means. Now, I was talking to a client and I asked them about what their budget was for competitions. This is a perfect example. And we had to go back to their pricing. They had a spreadsheet and they had the pricing for per athlete. They pay this amount of money for this competition and this competition, this competition. We had to do some complex math. It took us almost 20 minutes of time doing math and looking at different four, uh, tabs on this spreadsheet and doing all these things to figure out what their budget was for their competitions on the season and to see that they were actually over budget. When you make things overly complicated, you actually are going to be more likely to go over budget because you're doing a lot more guesswork. And this is how you can get into a bad way quickly. I've been in the position where you have one more competition left and there isn't enough money in the bank account to pay for it. This was a long, long time ago. This was in year three or four of owning our business, I've been in the position of being like, I don't know how we're going to pay for this competition because there isn't any money in the account. And it was because we did not actually build a budget and then live within that budget. We set our pricing. We thought we were good. We did our math wrong. We didn't account for the last competition and we didn't have enough profit built into the competition fees to cover this additional event. And it is very easy to get to that position, especially if you miss on big things like competition fees or on uniforms or on choreography. If you budget for choreo and then you go hire someone who is $4,000 per routine plus travel and lodging, and you only budget $150 per athlete for that, and you have all teams of 12, you are literally taking it in the shorts. And the next thing you know, you are going to have spent an extra ten dollars to $15,000 on choreography that you didn't plan for, that you didn't budget for, even though you built choreography into your pricing. And you may have thought, well, I built choreography into my budget. Yes, but you have to do all of that downstream math. And you guys, I'm talking to you as someone who doesn't like math. Like I was bad at math in school. I had to have a tutor my entire high school career. I failed math the first time I took it in college because I waited three years because I thought I was going to major in theater. Long story. But I'm not a big math fan in terms of doing complex equations, but I value how important doing the math is for my business. And I'm somewhat obsessive about it because if I don't pay close attention to that math, I can very quickly go from being profitable to losing money. And losing money is not a business strategy. So as you leave this episode, what I want you to do is I want you to make sure that you're doing it right this next season. So if you have never actually truly built a budget, I want you to do it for real this time. I want you to build your pricing, then set your budget, and it may be a per team budget, and then I want you to execute on that budget, and then update and improve and adjust fire as you see fit throughout the season. You can make you can pivot and you can make changes. Again, think of all of those onesie twosie issues that come up. Are you going to do a special gift for a big nationals? 
Are you going to buy a piece of equipment? Are you going to get a prop? Are you going to do a summit cleanup if you're going to summit or all-star worlds? Like those are things that you should be building into your budget. And oftentimes people just go, oh, we need this and you may need it and go, profits be damned. I'm hiring this person to come out to our gym or I'm paying for this item. Make sure that you're tracking all of those things and you're seeing, hey, we went over budget here. We were under budget here. That's why it ended up working out. But we don't, if you don't go back and look at it, you're not going to see all the nuance of why things worked the way they did. Now, there are some really great methods for forcing yourself to kind of live within a means and live within a budget. One of those is profit first, which we teach in the academy how to set all of that up and how to run your business that way. It is a very freeing experience to use profit first. Highly, highly recommend it. That it is not our process. It, it was written, it was a book written by uh, Daniel Malkowitz. Uh, it's a complex name. Profit first, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, Michalowicz, I think is his last name. Great book. Anyways, I'm starting to ramble here. Build your pricing, create a budget, execute on the budget. Stop just building a budget and calling it good because you're probably not. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got something out of it. As always, check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. He's got some fantastic content and the Cheer Mom podcast. Both wonderful podcasts, wonderful people, great stuff to listen to. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.